Well, no matter what happens the rest of the weekend, we know that when the NFL Week 4 is over, the Detroit Lions will sit atop the NFC North. It's exciting. You've got two 0-3 teams going into the weekend. Obviously, right now, the Green Bay Packers are 2-2. and Our Detroit Lions are 3-1. and Thanks for tuning in to Necessary Roughness. And this is just a brief kind of a synopsis of my take on what happened last night, Thursday night at Lambeau Field. TJ uh, was traveling with the Lions. They were a little bit delayed last night after the game. Game, and who wouldn't want to spend more time in Green Bay when you own that town? Uh, the Lions right now are 4-0 in their last four meetings against uh, the Green Bay Packers, so it's exciting time to be a Detroit Lions fan. There's a lot of really great things to be talking about, and I'm going to focus on some of those. TJ is going to be back next Monday. We're going to put out our normal uh, post-game review where we get a chance to, to take a look at the film a little bit closer, tell you what we saw, tell you what we expect moving forward. Uh, but the nice thing is... You know, other than Brian Branch getting hurt, it felt like we came out of this game fairly healthy. You got 10 days to heal up. Taylor Decker, we weren't sure about him. He played, played at a high level. And I think you saw exactly why it's important that he is healthy. Penny Sewell moving over to right. I thought this offensive line and the defensive line, the reason this game felt like it was a dominant win for the Detroit Lions is because they owned the line of scrimmage. There were a few plays that I would highlight, um, and hopefully we'll get a chance to highlight some more of those next week. But one that I note, if you watched the game last night, there was a play, it was a counter play, pulled the Jonah Jackson. You got great push at the front of the at the point of attack by Penny Sewell and Graham Glasgow. Frank was doing his job, but the way that Jonah Jackson was able to pull around, stay tight to the line of scrimmage, hug and, you know, and, and, and get into the line of scrimmage, which was made possible because of the movement on the double team, get up on the linebacker. You saw some giant holes, some great running lanes, especially early on. But here's, I think what excites me the most about what I saw last night, obviously Jared Goff, the interception, there's nothing exciting about that, but it's what happened after that. The Green Bay Packers got the ball to start the game, their very first possession, on the 16-yard line. There was a pressure by Aiden Hutchinson. There was a sack by Aiden Hutchinson. They lost nine yards. Now, all of a sudden, it's 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 third down from the 25-yard line. They were able to make that back up, and they had to settle for a field goal. When you have sudden change in the game of football and you don't take advantage of it like the Green Bay Packers and you have to settle for three, that is a huge momentum shift for that defense, for the team. And then you see Jared Goff and this offense come back out. You see the response. And you know I, I'm not going to go through all of the plays, but the response was seven plays, 75 yards, and a touchdown. We saw Sam Laporta with a big reception in that drive. Obviously, the touchdown to Amon Ross St. Brown. But the response of, hey, it, we know weird happens in Green Bay. It started off with the interception. We've got the play, the, the play clock expiring, the game clock expiring at the end of the third quarter. And they're still able to get Green Bay gets a playoff. And you've got the hands of the face, which we know in Green Bay, hands of the face call is going to happen every single time. I didn't think it was a legitimate call against Hayden Hutchinson. We saw the helmet to helmet contact that they called uh, against uh, Alex Anzalone. There were a number of moments in this game where if if you've been a Lions fan for a long time, you look at and you're you're probably sitting there going, oh no, here we go again. But this team responded every single 
time. And going into halftime up 27 to three, you it just shows how this team is different. And I, and I want to just highlight some of the stats. We talked about the fact that against Atlanta last week, Bijan Robinson was limited in his production, and and the 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 fact that the the Detroit Lions shut down the Atlanta Falcons' run game. That and and I mentioned it. This is going to be a cut and paste type of game. That game plan that worked against Atlanta was going to work. I felt against Green Bay, and it's exactly what happened. So here is the rushing totals: Aaron Jones, five carries, eighteen yards. A.J. Dillon, five carries, 11 yards. As a team, Jordan Love had a couple in there, 12 carries, 27 yards. They absolutely shut down that run game. And when you then look at the five sacks, they had four going into halftime. They dominated the line of scrimmage, the, the, the Lions' defensive line did. They terrorized Jordan Love. And we all wanted to know, what is Jordan Love? Were they going to go from Favre, uh, Favre to Aaron Rodgers, to possibly another good quarterback. Nobody's really expecting him to be a Hall of Famer, but I think the answer is right now, Lions have that distinct advantage. And moving forward, I think it's going to be very interesting. Like I said, we're going to talk more when TJ gets back into town regarding exactly where this team is and, and what we saw in that game. But when I look at their schedule, there's really no one on the schedule that you say they 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 can't beat. They're not playing San Francisco. They're not playing Philly. And I think there are ways where we could come up with game plans and Ben Johnson could, could scheme some things up to be productive against their defenses. I think the defense right now for the Lions is playing at a high level. Can they consistently play at that level? Can this offense, defense, special teams, all total play at a consistently high level? But when you look at their schedule, and I think coming out of when the schedule was released, I had mentioned I thought they were an 11-win team. I'm going to stick with 11 wins, but I think they're more likely going to be somewhere around 12, possibly more. And looking at their schedule, their four toughest games. Obviously, I'm not going to take for granted division opponents because weird stuff can happen. But I think that, you know, looking at Minnesota, looking at the Bears, obviously Green Bay, Lions are the better team. Their four toughest games, the Baltimore Ravens, the L.A. Chargers, the New Orleans Saints, and the Dallas Cowboys. The challenge for this Lions team with those four games, if they can come out of those four games, find a way to win two of them. Obviously, yes, we want to win them all. But if you can find a way to split the difference in that in that in those matchups cuz all of those games are away games. Their four toughest opponents on the schedule remaining are all on the road. If they can find a way to split the difference in those uh, I think you're looking at a team that could go possibly as high as 13 wins. Weird stuff is going to happen along the way, but we've seen whether it's the Kansas City game, you get challenged, you respond. The defense has been able to respond. Um, they got Obviously, the whole team got challenged losing to Seattle, but then you respond with the way that they played against Atlanta, the way that they played in Green Bay. They're two of their toughest, two of the toughest places in the NFL to go play. The Lions have gone to, that's Arrowhead and Lambeau Field, and come away with wins. I thought Jared Goff saved the interception, did a wonderful job of operating this offense. You got to the line of scrimmage. There were times where there was one timeout that they had to take because the play clock was running down. Other than that, 
He got to the line of scrimmage with enough time to make adjustments, to, to make sure he understood what Frank Ragnow said. There was a lot of conversation going on. He was talking to the guards, talking to the tackles, making sure that everybody was on the same page. You get that from a veteran quarterback. And, and I thought that that was very key in this game. You have a lull in the third quarter. You come out and Ben Johnson is telling him, hey, take as much time off the clock as you can. Let's control the tempo of the game. It's good. Green Bay makes a couple of plays. They're not a, a they're not a bottom dweller. They're a decent team. They're going to make some surges. The Lions were able to hold off that surge. They were able to overcome some of the things where, and I hate saying those three letters. You all know what I'm talking about. That's SOL. Previous seasons, previous staffs, previous regimes probably get into this game and we're talking about hands to the face. We're talking about penalties that maybe we don't think are penalties. We're talking about the end of a game or end of a quarter, the time running out. They're given an extra opportunity. They hit a big play. Every single time the Lions responded and they responded in a way that could put that SOL crap to bed. And I think it was a lot of fun to watch. It's a lot of fun to be excited about this team. It's okay to be excited about this team. The emotional swings are still going to be there. That's the beautiful thing about being fans. But when you have an offensive line that shows and can go out there and impose their will on a defensive line, that's a good defensive line for Green Bay. When you have a defensive line with Aleem McNeil making plays in the backfield, uh, tackles for loss, sacks, uh, bugs, I think the leadership that he showed over the last four games, not being active for the first two, coming out in the last two, I think he's an unsung hero of this group. And, I mean, I could go right down the list of guys, but this was a dominant performance start to finish. There's going to be some moments where you would like to have back. Nobody's ever played a perfect game, but it's exciting time to be a Detroit Lions fan. And I think going to Lambeau Field, going to Arrowhead shows that this team is absolutely for real. Make sure you join us early next week when TJ returns. We're going to talk more in depth about this game as well as Carolina coming to town. We know what they did on the ground last year, the way the defense is playing. I like the fact that, hey, there's probably going to be a rookie quarterback. we got to set the standard yet again, and, it, and Ford Field is going to absolutely be crazy. So join us next week. We continue to talk about the Detroit Lions and for all your Lions information right here on Necessary Roughness.